0: The Kuzari, he was talking about the matters of Lashon Kaidish And he spoke about last time that what defines Lashon is normally its uh, expression, its richness, its vocabulary, which all things which, as the king pointed out, Lashon Kaidish doesn't seem to have too much of. And uh, the Chavar explained that the reason for that is because it wasn't a spoken language. It was a language of Hashem, the language which Hashem told us when he gave us the Torah, We spoke to us when he gave us the Torah, and therefore the vocabulary we have is the vocabulary of the Tanakh. Whereas it's not a language we can invent new words to apply to new circumstances, it doesn't necessarily have the kedusha of what the word is intrinsically meant to mean. And therefore, the the Lashen that we have today is just what we are aware of in the Tanakh. And more than that, we're restricted in our knowledge of the full dictionary of words of Lajana Qradesh. Right. So now he says we should not besides that, Vihi At small It's more khashiv, it's more of a high distinction, of a high level in other languages for two reasons. The one is Bina Kabbalah, which means we are Messayra, and the next one is Misfarah. So what's the Misayra? Ha kabalahi. Shiya Loshana Shadiva Bashim is al Khabu. That was the language with which Hashem spoke to Adam Al Khabu. How do we know that? When we see how the words with Nigza were, so to speak, derived from each other, which the Torah itself is a number of examples of how some words were, so to speak, associated to others. So we have to see in which languages we see the connection between those two roots. For example, it is often the Torah. The, the first one was first. He called himself Adam because he was Lucach Meno Adama. He called the lady Isha, Kimme Isha Kochazos. He called his wife because she was the Em Kolchai. They called the son Kain, Menasha Kanisi, Yeshus Hashem. And certainly she called the second son Shays from Kishos Nelekim Zeracher. And Nayach Menachamenu. So you see that the words in the Torah, so to speak, the names in the Torah are derived from their meaning, from the word that they came to. Explain or represent, and if that's the case, so we see that in which other language is there a connection between those words, and because of that, the, we have a mussar. Therefore, that the language with which Hashem spoke was the language which Adam spoke was because that's how we see the connection between these different words. Now, there's something absolutely fascinating I have to share with you, and that is when the Torah gives names, when the Torah gives names. Is the Torah giving you the original name, which was used, or is the Torah translating the name and its meaning into Rosh Hashanah Now, obviously, if we're talking about people who spoke Rosh Hashanah Kodesh, then it makes sense to us, right? Because then, obviously, that's the language they spoke, so Torah records what they said. But let's say somebody who didn't speak Rosh Hashanah Kodesh. Like Raphael? Um, would be an example, maybe, yes, but let's talk a better example. And that is someone who didn't actually speak Rosh Hashanah and the Torah says they gave a name with the reason for the name. And it works in Nosho Makhodesh. So we meant to understand that they, spoke, they were giving a name in Nosho even though that wasn't necessarily the language the vernacular, the language they spoke, or the Torah translating the name and the meaning. But the original name in its foreign language was something else with a different meaning. And where did the Mephoshim, the Rishonim, actually argue about this? They argue about the name Moshe. Because Moshe's name was given to him by Basse Basparoi, and she says she drawn from the water so she called him Moshe the one who was drawn from the water now the connection between the word which is ash and Moshe is the derivative of the word of in ancient Egyptian that wasn't the word and therefore why does she call him Moshe so there's the a the, the Ibn Ezra, the Ibn and others as well what was the was the Torah telling you so to speak, the original. In which case, you have to understand that even though Basia spoke Egyptian, because she was an Egyptian princess, but since she saw this was a Jewish child, so she decided to give him a name from a Jewish word. And therefore this wasn't naturally her mother tongue, uh, but she, she chose the, a Hebrew name from because she because he was Hebrew, he was a Jewish child. And therefore, the Torah is accurately recording the name that Basia gave him. Or do we say, no, the Torah is just translating into Hashanah Kodesh. But really, the name gave was an Egyptian name, was an Egyptian name with an Egyptian meaning. And the Torah is just converting both of them back to Moshe-Nakodish. Okay, so this is a fascinating point. If that's the case, and the followers say saying like that, that, that Moshe is just a translation into Hebrew of what Basakim said, so then maybe you're curious to know what was Moshe's Egyptian name. So I saw one the I think it's the who brings that he found in ancient manuscripts, about a leader who came to fight with the king of Egypt. His name was Manayas, which was an Egyptian name, and he was to pro- pro- propose that that was the original mystery name for Moshe, was Manayas. And uh, the Torah translates it back into Lashon HaKodesh because it, it explains why it's given the name with the Lashon HaKodesh words. Now, obviously the Kesar is arguing with that, because if you're going to go with that Tanakh, and uh, the Torah is translating things back from its original Lashon HaKodesh, uh, then you, can, you, you don't arrive write from any of these other words either. Because then maybe we're calling him because the Torah is talking because the Torah maybe the people spoke something else. And therefore the Kozari and the Rishonim who want to bring rise from the comparison between the word in the Torah and the name which was given from it. Like I said, Shos from Shais or whatever it's going to be. We're working on the understanding that the Torah is giving the original. The Torah is not changing names. We find this other times also. Can I that, we find that when um, the Goim changed Jews' names to Goyish names, so the Novi tells us that. The Novi doesn't shy away so from the giving... No- so right. I mean, no. the, the, the Novi doesn't shy away from telling us the non-Jewish names the Jews were given. For example, we know that Hananiah, the of Azariah, when they went to Babel, so it says that the the gave them Kasti names, gave them names in the language of Babel. He didn't call them by the Jewish names. He didn't call them by the Jewish names. Right, so, and Daniel name is named Tamisha right? So, we, when when, not, when there was a non Jewish name given to somebody, then the Navi tells it to us. Right, and therefore, the Mistybe, and every Moshe showed him, hold that when the Torah gave the name Moshe, that was the original name Passo gave him. Or it was the name of Noshen not the Mitzvah, but she was a Jewish child, so she chose to give him a Jewish name. And if that's the case, so the Torah is accurately reporting the names which were given, right? then there's a understanding that they spoke Noshen now, if that's the case, then we see that even by non Jews completely, when the Torah is Dorish, or the, the Chazal or Dorish, the meaning of the name, for example, it's brought before the four kings, Amraphel. Uh, so, uh, why was he called Amraphel? So, it says, Sha'omar, Lavram, Paul. He told Abram to go into the furnace, which is another no name for Nimrod, or any of the other names, Shem or some Ever, to fight against the Shem, Bera, whatever the names were of the time of going, the kings of Stom of the four kings who them, right? We understand that those names were also originally Rosh Hashanah names. And if you're going to ask, well, why would the other nations be speaking Rosh Hashanah We have to say they were names before the Palaga, like, like what he's going to tell us, and we already spoke about last time. Until the time of the dispersion, the Khazarian's is claiming everybody spoke Rosh Nakadish. That was the, That was the language was was given to our, uh, other Marishan. And we made it as a result. That's the language his the that spoke as well. If that's the case, Nimrod, was definitely around before the Dara, he was a king before the the, the Dara Palaga, so his his original name was the name of Lashna Kodesh. It was only afterwards where names in other languages came up. Does that include Nach? Everything the Rav said in Torah, does that include Nach also names in the Nach? Yes, right. You know, as if they're Jewish names, the Nach would give us the original name. If they were non-Jewish names, then Nach would give us a non-Jewish name. And as it does sometimes, I'll point to that. Okay, so therefore, he the, said that the Kabbalah was that the original language which was given. The original language which was given was uh, Lashon HaKodesh. And when the Torah explains the meaning of the name from the word that it was related to, that only works in Nashin HaKodesh, we see that they spoke Nashin HaKodesh. And that was Kabbalah's Torah, Erdar, Ad, Eiver, Ad, Noach, Ad, Adam, Going backwards back to Eivr, back to Nayak, and back to Odomarishma. Why does he go back to Eivr specifically? He could have just said Nayak, which was in the world after the father of who was the first person. So he's going to explain it to us, because it, why did she choose Eivr? Lash and or Bavur Nikra If you want to know why Lashna Kodesh is called Ibris it's the language of Aver. Eivr had the language from Shein, from Nayak, and that original language, was called Ivris, the language of Eivir. Now this is very interesting. No, because, because, because Adrian, Right, that's not the mashmurs of Chazal. Chazal don't talk about the language being Ivris, They talk about Avram being Avram or Ibris. And there's two explanations why Avram was called Avram or Ibris. The one was because of Ever and I. In other words, he came from the other side of the river, which means the other side of the press. He came from Babu or ur uh, uh, That's the one meaning. The other meaning which Chazal gave for the meaning of the, was called Avraham or Ibris, is because the whole world was Ma'abar Echad and he was Ma'Aver Ashani. The whole world was on one side, he was on the other side. And if that's the case, the idea of Avram Evri was the Avram who was on the other side. He was a, he opposed the whole world, their ideology, their idolatry. He stood on which was his compliment. But now we sing in the Qazari of Bihidish. And that is Evri comes from the word Aver. And it was the Talmudim of Aver or the language of Aver which is called Evri. Why do we but choose him? Why do but choose him? K-nireh. K-nireh. that at the time of the Dara Palaga uh, he was the one who retained the national Kodesh, and therefore when the languages split into various different languages <laughs> so it became the language of Mitzrayim the language of Knan, the language of Put and Aram and any other language you want so what remained the original language was the language of had so the Mimeridh became the language of Eber it became called Eberist <laughs> he wasn't involved in the Dara Palaga so since he wasn't subject to the dispersion and therefore his language never got changed. So the original language is now called the language of aver That was uh, he was going to held on to it. And that's why he said <coughs> that what the Aver had went back to Noah and that was the original language that it was. he remained with it. At the time of Dharpalaga when all the other languages were confused or so to speak separated from each other, he, he retained the original language. And look at the interesting thing. He's gonna tell us that was the language of Aver. But what, where was Ava? Where did he live? The is he lived in Yerushalayim. Just um, so you can see that shame, his grandfather. It was called Markit was Melech Shalim. And that's where he built his yeshiva. And the the is Ava was with him there. It was his village of shame and later on Ava. And that's not where Abram was. Abram was in Urkastim. No, later on Abram moved to Israel. He's, he was in the of Beersheba. But Abram started off, started off in Urkastim. And if that's the case, Right. He says Avram and spoke Aramis, because that was the language of the place. Like love of Aram? Uh, yeah, no, Aram, Aram is the place, and Aram is the language of the place. Now, there's two inactive, like, questions we can ask on the historical accuracy. Firstly, if we just said that the languages uh, were split at the time of the Darapaloga, right? how old the Avram been at the time of the Darapaloga? He was already in his forties at the time. If you look at the, the historical date line of when the Dorah happened, it wasn't before Avram was born. Avram was already there. Ad- he stood again there. when he said the whole world was me'aver echad, and Avram was ever asheni, The whole world was me'aver to build the Darup, to, to build the Migdal. Avram was the one who didn't get involved in that. So when Avram grew up, it was before Migdal was It was in a time when Nevuchadnetzar, I'm mean, sorry, when Nimrod was still the world emperor, and everybody was listening to him building the Migdal. Except for Avram. So where would Avram be speaking Aramis? The Khara did the original language. And uh, what one has to say is that But after the language got split. In other words, Avram, after the time of the Dara Palaka, so when the the people of Aram, now the language got changed into Aramis, so Avram spoke Aramis too. That's where he was. Right. Aramis so he used Lashon HaKodesh when he spoke to Hashem or the Lashon Kodesh. But his general conversation was not Aramis. Is, is the like or- and the second, uh, so to speak, discrepancy we have to ask here is Orkastam is not Aram. Orkastam is in Bible. Right? Like it says, Aram is somewhere in the north of Israel. It's is a different country and is a different <coughs> place. And that's it. The Lashon Aramis comes to Lashon Aram. Right? Aram is a different person and in a different country. And and who lived in Padan Aram, is a different place to Urkastim, as it says in the Torah. that Terach took Avram and Lot and his daughters and everyone else, and they left Urkastim to go to Haran. Haran's is in Aram. Haran is in Aram. Kharan is in Aram. Is in Aram. Right? So then, then, and then they ended up in Aram. And so the rest of the family, Basul and Lot and Love and stayed in Haran, And Avram carried on, he went there to But that wasn't Urkastim. And if that's okay, to say that Avram is Urkastim spoke Aram, this is a bit of a question. That's not the language of Orkashim. It never was. The language of Bavel is called Kastis, or like uh, like the Kosovo says beforeish. Right? When it talks about uh, in Daniel. It talks about the Daniel starts in national the first two parakim, and then it reverts, it changes to after people parakim, it changes to uh, a dialect of Aramaic, which is called <coughs> Kastis. And it says, "This does Kastis." That's goes that, langu- that goes into that language. That right? goes into that language. That's not, not Aramaic. that's not Aramaic. It's not the language of the Gemara. It's a different uh, dialect, and uh, if that's the case, it's a bit difficult in the Qazari why he says that because Abraham was in custom, he spoke Aramis. He says who was in Right, which is a we, and as yes, we're going to say that, uh, as Aramis comes with Aram, and as we're going to say that, uh, that the language later on of the Maqam of Babel changed again to something else, right, called custom, and then spoke the language of the custom. Or custom is the place. But uh, the, uh, maybe the Temple of Ram, because there is an understanding that spoke Aramis at that stage. Either way around, how does he know that? How does he know that Ram spoke he not Where's his Makar? We know have Ram like Roshna Kodesh because he talks to Hashem and Hashem speaks to him. So how do we know that besides Roshna Kodesh he also spoke Aramis? Well, the people who came to, this really to well, what, <coughs> the Ash were people in Canaan. So if anything, they're probably so canis. We're talking now when he was much younger. When he was custom. You know, so, what, we have to say a similar idea, and that is that being yeah, he as he was managing his father's idol shop. When when he had to speak to the people in in in, in his hometown, he we had to speak to them in the language that they spoke. And then once again, we're not talking when he was young and managing his father's idol shop because that was before the Dharma mm-hmm. That was before the dispersion. So Mr. Russian Shana Gadesh. We have to say afterwards, right? Once the uh, once the languages were split, so we made it because Avram was in the place that language applied to him too. So just like all the other people in uh, Babel woke up one day to be speaking a different language, Avram was included in that, and therefore he learned he learned that language as well. Yeah, but in the Maasei, he still knew because that was the language spoken to Hashem. Now this idea of that there's a difference in between Ashkenaz and Ashkenchal. Right? We saw that the Klai stayed with us. We saw, I uh, quoted last time, that the reason why Jews are, didn't speak Lashon HaKodesh as an everyday language, at the time of the mission spoke Aramaic and after they spoke Yiddish or Ladino or any other dialect, was because they wanted to retain Lashon HaKodesh as Lashon HaKodesh. And maybe now we should explain it a little bit better, why do they want to do that? And the answer is because wherever you're going to use it as a spoken language, it's going to get corrupted. Because we don't have words in Lashon HaKodesh for all the things you need to explain. And therefore, like modern day Hebrew, even if the structure and starting point was both national kodesh, but today's modern Hebrew is very far from national kodesh because you have to adapt it to the words you're trying to explain, which don't you don't know what the Sherish word is. And therefore, if you're trying to speak national kodesh, but you have to talk about things which you don't know what the national kodesh word is, you're going to corrupt the national kodesh by introducing a whole lot of other uh, a whole lot of other words into the vocabulary which aren't necessarily national kodesh, and then you'd have to put the mixture. And uh, just uh, today's Hebrew is the best example there. In the regular Hebrew sentence, you'll see some words and some benyanim of the I'll are the rules of Lashon kodesh, and some are not to do Lashon kodesh. It's just, uh, either Hebrew-sized English words or wherever they took them from, made up words because we don't have a Lashon kodesh. alternative. So then we've, we've lost both. This isn't the original Lashon of the Torah, and it's, 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 we're just mixing ourselves up what the Lashon kodesh is which spoke two languages. There was the average, the, the language they spoke, so to speak, Khol, the, the dialect, the, the, they spoke to each other, which was national Kurdish, and, and they retained national Kurdish for, for the worship of Kershah, where they wanted to keep it as national Kurdish, what we know. Some people invest sanctity. Other languages don't have a sanctity. National Kurdish is a sanctity because the language spoken by Hashem. Any other language is just a chosen dialect which people use <coughs> as a way to converse. And therefore, it could change, it could, words could be added to it, or whatever it's going to be. There's no intrinsic value to it. Say of the language of the... A certain... Mikramigila, for example, other things, tefillah, you can say it any language you want. doesn't for that for Ashna Kodesh. Any language works. That's uh, to say, well, um, if you're not using Ashna Kodesh, we don't find anywhere there's a matter of a Yiddish a uh, French, or Spanish, or Portuguese, or any other language you want. It is called Lashon. And therefore, any other languages, we don't see a second rate of like, ranking of languages. There is a Vilnagon. There is a Vilnagon, a very interesting Vilnagon, that talks about the Lashon at uh, Targum, the Lashon which the English uh, is written in, which is a dialect of Aramaic. And <coughs> I'll talk about what the Vilnagon says. It's a very interesting thing to think about. The, the Vilnagon says like this. When the Gemara says that a person has to do shtayn Mikha Targum, so, most of in the Torah, the Targum translates the Hebrew, the Rishnakoyosh in Tarimik. So, there's a difference between the Targum and the original Pesach. But there are certain times when all the Pesach and Torah is saying is names of places. And if that's the case, what does the, the Targum do? It repeats names of the places. Once again, we, we don't change names. Like we said Moses Shonim Holt. The names are the names that they originally were. And if that's the case, if you have the Pesach of the the uh, Vahari Yarden, that was given, Moshe gave to Bnei God and Bnei Right, and just says the names of the places, the, then the Targum just repeats exactly the same words, the names of the places. So the Gemara says, when a person does not make a Targum, it's even on the names of, You know, if you have to repeat the Pasuk in Targum after doing it twice in Lashak the Gemara says, even on the names of the cities of Avriyad, even on places uh, which the Targum isn't ending a thing. It's just repeating the Pasuk a third time. It's all. You're doing the Targum, you have to do the Targum, even on such Tarsakit. That's what the Gemara says. Now, the Vilna going on that is actually, it's an interesting about Vilnagon says that you should know that there's, um, in the world, there's a differentiation between things which are Kodesh and things which are Chol. Things which are Kodesh and are Chol, and there's an area in between which is partially Kodesh. It's like a bridge between Kodesh and Chol. So he said, just like in places, you find Eres which is Kodesh, you find Choslars, which is Tame, and then you find every yard which is somewhere in the middle. Because Mitzal was was next there is israel so, so it's, uh, it's not doesn't have tumma it's, it's not the, kodesh, the prophet because it wasn't meant to be artisha. So there's something in between. So he says the same thing in the shi'nis. National kodesh is kodesh. The other languages are tarmei. and the ramis is something in the, the targum. There's something in the middle, and he made a, that's why the gemara says when you have to say targum even in this pasuk. What the gemara is alluding to it, is that uh, in languages the targum has the same status as every yadin did in place, which means the sign which is. It's somewhere in between. On the one end, it's connected to on the other hand, it doesn't look to Okay, it's an interesting God. I'll go if you're going to give another language a certain mail, we would say the language of the Targum, uh, the God says, is like a step up from other languages. Um, that's on the one side. If you're already discussing the topic, so then you have to ask the question, why don't the Malachim understand it? Right? It's brought lots of times in the game, And If a person is diving by Yechidus, he's dominating by himself. You now you have to say that the tefillos which are which are written in Ladish Naramis, which are written in Aramaic, write like Kaddish. You can't say Kaddish by yourself, or the various tishos uh, which are written in Aramaic. You can't say by yourself because the Malach Hashem do not understand Aramaic. And the question is, does that mean that the Malach Hashem only understand Ladish Naramis, or and they don't understand any other languages? Except we don't have tefillos written in English, so it's not really a like, guess. It's not happening in the Mezir. Right? The, but the art would written in so we can say those ones you can't say by being Cheddish because we don't understand. What do we said is the Menachem shows us something specifically against Aramek, The one is but the other is they can't. Is the Menachem this Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's it. No, it's not the Gemara. All the Gemara says is about Aramis. But uh, we shall discuss. Does that mean Dafka Aramis? Or does that mean any language other than Lashna Now, the simplest I understand is that the Menachem Ayyan is Lashna Kodesh, which makes sense. That was the original language. That was the language which Hashem creates the world, with, creates the Malachim with, and that's what Hashem gives the void. So that's what the Malachim understands. Other, other languages were basically, as a result of a Dara Hashem creates new languages which which various people got to speak. But it doesn't do it with the Malachim. They weren't affected by that. So to say that, to say that the Malachim only understands the rational no language, other languages, we understand very well. The question is, what's the second side? What would the explanation be of why the Malachim understands um, other languages are definitely not Aramis. So why is that, uh, well, why not? So this goes back to the same idea. And that is that if Aramis isn't Ba'atam, a language which is separate, it's a correct, or something which is, uh, let's say, connected to the HaKodesh, al- as uh, having somewhere in between, so it could be that the story of each ummah understand the language of their Ummah, but over here, the, 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 since the real language which that's coming from is HaKodesh, al- so if really you ready, the HaKodesh, al- that's the only something which is connected to Lashon Kodesh, but isn't Lashon Kodesh? would be different uh, languages, which are language on their own. Language. He said Abraham Avinu spoke Kastis or Aramis and Sari Lashon Chol, and he spoke Lashon Kodesh when he was speaking to Hashem. When Yishmol, who obviously heard from Abraham Avinu, then left and went to Arabia. So he took the language with him and changed it into Arabic. There's a comparison between these three languages, which is Aramis, Ibris, and Arabis. Aramis, the language of Aram, the language of Ibris, and Arabis, which is the language Shmuel took from that and he changed something else. They're similar in the, the verb, the nouns, but if is the structure of how, they, how the sentence was built. Mashi Mashiim is the tenses or the ways that a person uses language. But even though the other two were similar to the primary language, which is the Ibris <coughs> and the Ibris, the Ibris, the levadam or the But lemaisa, even though there's similar the similarities between them, right, we call the Semitic languages, lemaisa the, the primary language, or the main language was the Ibris, Lashna Kodesh, and the other languages were some, was well, some, something which was built off or comparable to um, the Russian, the Russian countries. So that's what we're going to talk about today, the Kabbalah, that we know from, uh, going back to Admiration, the language which was spoken was Lashen HaKadosh. Now the second thing he said was the Derech uh, Aswara of why Lashen HaKadosh has a mail that we're going to see tomorrow, he's going to explain that.